0: How do you capture golf on TV without spending a ton of money in infrastructure and technology? Because the logistics of how you film for golf on a golf tournament, you're talking about acres and acres and acres of land, it's just not feasible. How do you increase engagement Thursday, Friday, where there has to be a push on how golf is being consumed? When I was at Sawgrass for the players, they were pushing their technology so that you could see every single shot from every player, whether it be live or whether you click on that player and you could see that shot. But now the Masters, they're introducing that app to where you can have your favorite golfers and follow them and see every shot. That is going to increase viewership and the ability to engage. When we talk about monetizing that, there are a lot of opportunities with that. And that's where golf needs to progress, is how do we get golf and when it's the tournament is being played how do we get that on TV sooner rather than later
1: hey everyone welcome to the mod golf podcast where we speak with the influencers disruptors entrepreneurs and innovators who are shaping the future of golf if you're a regular listener welcome back if you're new to the mod golf podcast thanks so much for joining us Before we started, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our supporting partners, Golf Genius Software. They've been with us before and we're welcome in the back. And if you haven't heard of them, Golf Genius Software powers tournament management at thousands of private clubs, public courses, resorts and golf associations all over the world. So if you're in the golf business, if you're an owner or operator of a golf club and you want to do less work, have more fun and generate more revenue, why don't you go check out Golf Genius at www.golfgenius.com. So, with that, I'm your host, Colin Weston. And today, my guest is Reed Fowler, who is a DraftKings fantasy sports analyst covering the PGA and the NFL. Reed has also been a contributor for the PGA Tour, Golf Digest, Golf Advisor, and SB Nation. But today, we're going to focus on fan engagement, how to create memorable experiences, and the rise of fantasy sports. And we're also going to talk about the DraftKings involvement with the 2020 Masters. So, hey, Reed, thanks so much for joining me today, and welcome to the Mod Golf Podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Colin. This is exciting. I'm always a fan of talking about engagement, especially with golf. I've been a fan of golf my entire life, at least when I knew what golf was. So I'm excited to talk with you today.
1: Nice. Well, I got to love this conversation because people that know me, I love experiences. I love designing experiences, but I've never really got into fantasy sports. Got to dabble with some friends of our our NFL fantasy teams a little bit. But so for you, this is a great opportunity to then convert me so I can place my (laughs) first bet on the upcoming Masters 2020 here. So before we get into all things DraftKings, I'm going to ask you a golf question. First of all, are you a golfer? And if so, why don't you share your first ever golf experience with your first Swing a Club?
0: Yeah, so I am a golfer. I started golfing very early. So kudos to my dad and mom for sticking with my brother and I in terms of teaching young kids how to play golf. It is not easy. I started at the early age Of, I believe, six to eight years old was when I got my first golf club. I'm sure I was swinging those plastic Fisher Price golf clubs in the house and then finally converted to actual golf clubs. But uh, I started very early and it's been one of the greatest gifts that I thank my parents for as much as possible because it's my favorite sport. So I grew up playing baseball, basketball, football, and golf. And golf is a sport that you can play for a very long time. So I am an avid golfer when the weather permits. And my first experience that I can remember was one that you probably want to forget. And it was a good lesson. So I was on an executive course, which for people who do know, it's just it's either a nine or 18 hole golf course, but most of the holes are par threes. And it's meant for beginners or, or people who just maybe want to go out and have fun, not worry about paying the green fees the, that you would at a regular par 72 course. So it's just short par threes. And I didn't know the the specifics and the rules of golf yet. I was just going out and playing with my dad. And there was a hole that was paralleling ours It was, was going the other direction. The group that was playing on that hole hit his ball into our fairway or by where we were. And instead of leaving the ball there, right, because that's what you're supposed to do. I thought, hey, since I play baseball, basketball, golf, you want to give the ball back to uh, the person and say because, oh, maybe he hit it over here not because he wanted to. And it was a mistake, which it clearly was. But I didn't know that I was just supposed to leave it there. So I picked the ball up and I threw it. And thinking that I could throw further than I actually could, I threw his ball into a ravine. (laughs) And he was less than pleased. He realized that I threw his ball into a place where he couldn't retrieve it. My dad and the group had, you know, mixed words. And I was there saying to myself, what did I get myself into? And so that's my earliest experience with golf, knowing that I need to know the rules of this game because there's there's a lot that I don't know about it.
1: All right, I've done over eighty-five episodes now, and I think Reed, you did, you just <laughs> actually get the gold medal for best first golf experience yeah. story ever. So hey, before we get dig into uh into DraftKings here in fantasy golf, have you ever got a hole in one? No. Uh, I use not yet. That question. Yet. Oh, my, That's what yet. I always put it, Not not yet. Not yet. I've been close, close,
0: close, Colin. I've been how, how close is close? Couple inches. Oh, um, agonizing. I don't know how it got there? Whether it was a good shot or not, couple inches. Not yet. I like that. Not yet, Colin.
1: Not not yet. Well, see, I always put that because I brag because last year I had my first one. So I'm uh, one up on you, buddy. So I don't know what the odds of the line are on that or how many DK fantasy points, which we're going to talk about that a little bit. I would have won for that. But let's pull back here Reed, and give our listeners... Uh, kind of the DraftKings 101 for those that aren't familiar with fantasy sports or I find it surprising if people aren't but even especially how it applies to golf so why don't you give us the, sure. the overview of what you do there with DraftKings and golf
0: yeah so DraftKings is widely known right uh, for the daily fantasy sports platform so when you hear DFS That's what that acronym stands for, is daily fantasy sports. And daily, you kind of have to use that word. It's not used literally, but it's used as a moniker for a week-to-week competition. So for instance, for golf, football, basketball, baseball, what have you. But for golf specifically, you build a lineup of golfers. You choose six golfers for your roster. And those golfers that you choose, it's going to be your team for that specific week and that tournament. And so when you're looking at the Masters or you're looking at any other golf tournament for instance like the Houston Open or the RBC Heritage any course that's being played you want to build a lineup of 6 golfers and each golfer has a price tied to their value. So for instance right the Dustin Johnson's Roy McIlroy's Bryson DeChambeau Justin Thomas Those golfers are more expensive, similar to how stocks are, right, and how you're trading on the stock market. The more valuable companies are going to be trading at a higher price. And that's very similar to what we have when you look at daily fantasy sports and golf in general. The roster composition, right, is six golfers for one roster. And the salary amount that you have or your salary cap that you can use is $50,000. And so you're trying to build this lineup of six golfers within that $50,000 salary cap. So it's a way to manage a team, right? Similar to, to fantasy football and other fantasy sports. But the real uh, push to it or or the attraction to it is that it's week to week, right? For football specifically, you're not worried about injuries like you are in season-long leagues, right? Right that player or, or your lineup that was composed for week one is not gonna be the same lineup that you necessarily have for week two. And it's the same with golf as well, right? You have those six golfers for that specific week. The next week, the next tournament, you can choose six entirely different golfers if you want to. So it's a really fun way to engage with the game of golf. You're watching these players now with the advent, which I'm sure we're gonna to get to in a little bit of how golf is being broadcasted And especially at the Masters, you're able to now follow certain golfers. And specifically with DraftKings and Daily Fantasy Sports, you want to follow the guys that are on your team to see how you're doing. So the engagement is the sky's the limit in terms of engagement with DraftKings and golf moving forward. Love it.
1: Love it. So if I understand this, we're going to apply this to the Masters that's coming up this week when this episode is released how would that work then as far as the 4-day tournament are there at the end of that is the final putt on the 18th green on the Sunday are there payouts right after that or is that to kind of roll into you know it's kind of daily fantasy golf but is it mm-hmm. does it roll into into the next week or is it on every single round from the Friday to the Sunday that you get payouts and you're competing yeah. again so I understand this
0: Yeah so that's a good question so there's different formats right so one is sort of the classic version of the competition which is It starts on Thursday and you have your team all the way up until Sunday. And so you have your six golfers starting from the very first tee off until Sunday when that last putt goes in. So that's one game format. But there's also game formats... On the platform where you just specifically play on Thursday or on Friday, so on and so forth, where it's just that specific round. So you can build golfers. And the strategy right, is a little different when you're building just for a single round. So for instance, on Friday's round, if you have a guy that you know needs to make the cut and he's getting more birdies and birdies are, when you talk about the points that you do receive from your golfer, birdies give you more points than pars. That's something that is involved in the strategy, right, is that in that single round competition, it's much different than if a guy is in the lead, he maybe want to sit on that lead and not be as aggressive as other players but for the classic version the six golfers that you choose before first tee off are the six golfers that you have on Sunday and then when all the stats are compiled to make sure everything is is accurate and right the person who has the most points at the end of Sunday's round the final round that person gets awarded the money that they are in that specific place so the first place for Augusta National first place winner gets a million dollars Colin so if you get wow. if you choose the lineup that has the most points at At the end of Sunday's round, you win a million dollars. Amazing.
1: Wow. All right. Well, that'll help pay for my other startup that that I'm doing my side hustle with. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. So I was watching one of your YouTube videos, one that you did a little while ago with PGA Tour Live, and it was the 16th Mm -hmm. hole at the players and you broke it down a little bit it's the first time I saw that or heard the term DK fantasy points so I wanted you to elaborate on that a little bit where I saw a hole in one I think it was 15 DK fantasy points and you showed with with Tiger hitting the water twice I think it was a quadruple bogey minus one someone sunk a birdie was yeah. plus three so can you talk yeah. about that and how it works can you actually bet on one hole also, if you want to, or is it over a round? So just gotta break it down for me sure. there and, and how DK fantasy points work.
0: Yeah, and that's a good question. So on that specific video that you're talking about, that was a partnership they had with the PGA Tour to really focus on the 16th, the Ivan Green right at Sawgrass. And so yeah, when yeah. you look at the points, like I mentioned, right, how do you compile points? Right, How do I get the team that wins a million dollars and how do I get the most points? And so how it's broken down, it's per whole scoring. Just to break it down really quickly, if you get a double eagle or better, that's 13 points. So if you get an albatross right on a par five, a hole in one on a par three, it's 13 points. An eagle is eight points, a birdie is three, and a par is 0.5. And so all of the scores that you want your golfers to get, you're getting points, even for the par when they don't gain or have a negative show to their score. Now, when we get into the bogeys and double bogeys or worse than double bogeys, you're going to get minus points. So if a golfer gets a bogey, that's minus half a point. A double bogey is minus a point. And worse than a double bogey is also minus a point. So when you look at strategy, Colin, it's interesting because a guy like Phil Mickelson, and sometimes you'll see this when you look at the winning lineups, is that maybe this golfer had a lot of bogeys, but like Phil Mickelson is a great example. Phil Mickelson can get you a a quadruple bogey on a hole, but then follow it up with three birdies back to back to back. And so he'll only get minus one for that quad, but then those two birdies or those three birdies, he'll get six points, nine points for a plus eight or a plus five differential and so getting those guys on your roster who may be more aggressive going after those those scores definitely matter and then at the end right tournament finishing score or tournament finish scoring if you land in first place you get 30 points second place 20 points so on and so forth so you want to obviously get the guys that finish high because after all of those per whole scoring points that you're allocating you also get that final tally of points that quote-unquote bonus where you finish in the tournament Got it, got it. So I wanted to ask you this, for someone
1: like me, a complete newbie that actually hasn't placed his first fantasy bet, what's the onboarding process? I'm assuming either with the DraftKings app or even with your website. So so walk me through that. And what would be, let's say, the simplest game or let's say the the first experience, rather than me going on there and being overwhelmed with all these choices and going, yeah. oh, it's too much for me. I'm, I'm not going to do this. Walk me through like, with a noob like myself, the baby steps of me placing my first bet or two on the Masters, let's say.
0: Yeah, so really easy. You go to draftkings.com and you sign up. If you're a new user, it'll ask you and you sign up with your email password. One great thing about DraftKings and the DraftKings Sportsbook, it's legal, and especially the DraftKings Sportsbook, it's legal where sports betting is allowed. But with DraftKings, if it's allowed in your state, there are some states in America that it's not necessarily allowed. I believe Nevada is one for obvious reasons. But if it's allowed in your state and your location, then you can play DraftKings. And so you sign up, you make an account, and then you put money, you deposit money into that account. And then when you have A balance of whether it be $5, $10, $30, $100, what have you, you're then allowed to go to the lobby and you'll see, right? And like you mentioned, Colin, it can be overwhelming at first. But one big thing about DraftKings is the user experience, whether it be from the onboarding or signing up for an account, or even if you have an issue with your account, is extremely easy and intuitive to figure out. So when you get to the lobby, you'll see that there's a tab where you can go to different sports. And when you go to different sports, you then see which contests are there. And then when you look at that specific contest page, you're able to search for, hey, you know what, I just want to put $5 on a lineup. And so I'm going to set my filters for an entry fee, excuse me, that's free to $5 to and all the contests that fit those parameters, you're able to see and you're able to to enter. In terms of how you want to set it up, that's it's extremely easy to make sure that that user experience from the get go is something that you're comfortable with. Because we know, right, fantasy sports, whether it be with golf or football, we want to make sure that that experience from the very beginning is something that is nice and easy. So you you know you want to keep on doing it because it's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. And so I wanted to ask you about this because a little bit of the uh, the fantasy sports I played with, with some buddies over the course of an NFL season. And even though we play for almost no money, it's about the bragging rights at the end. It's like the show <laughs> The League, right? I love that, that right. show, right? And so why don't you comment on that a little bit? What do you do at DraftKings to really amplify kind of the social interaction to create a community so people, whether they're having fun trash talking to each other with their buddies or or even just bragging, right? Woohoo, I won and celebrating that. (laughs) So can you talk about that a little bit of how you celebrate the wins? Because people just love that dopamine drip of that adrenaline rush of winning, right? So what do you guys do there with that?
0: Yeah. So for us specifically with DraftKings, it's whatever type of contest that we can think of. We're going to try, if it makes sense, right? From a business standpoint, we're going to try and create that contest. So for instance, there's player, there's people that play for high stakes on DraftKings. The same as if you were to go to Vegas or any other type of place that you're gambling or that you're, that, that gaming is allowed is that there's a faction of people who want to play for a lot of money. And there's contests specifically for those people. There's also contests like we just mentioned for the the people that maybe just want to have a $5 entry in a tournament. And uh, that's something that is so important to us at DraftKings. But to your point, what I think is one of the best ways if you have a group of guys that that you've been playing or, or a group of gals that you've been playing fantasy sports with is you can create your own contest. You can create a group whether it be 5, 10, 12 people and you guys compete against each other right so now what's so interesting is you can create a contest for the masters where it's a 10 it's you know your closest friends that you want to to have bragging rights with and you create that contest and then you can also have an entry fee or The same way you'd be putting up $5, for instance, at the beginning of an NFL season and then the winner takes all or however you guys parse it out, you can set that up. And so even if you don't want to play in a huge tournament where you think, man, there's so many people that know more about golf or football or fantasy sports than I do, you can set up that contest with your family or friends. And it's extremely fun, right? Because then you specifically now... You can either text, you have a group text that you can trash talk with. You can trash talk on the app itself. There's a chat function within the app that you can talk within that group. So it's a ton of fun.
1: Nice, nice. Well, my golf buddies that I play with, most of them are better than me, especially under pressure. So I rarely take money from them So maybe this is my vengeance here. I'm going to get them involved and form a group there. And uh, maybe I'll end up getting some of that money back off the golf course through you that I've uh, lost to them on the golf course. So it'll all balance out here. (laughs) I'll do that. So I wanted to ask you this. as, As a business with DraftKings, maybe give our listeners the overview of when DraftKings was launched and the sports that they first got involved with kind of as that beachhead. to get And then... When did they move into the golf space and what growth have you seen over the last year or so in, in the fantasy golf space?
0: Yeah, boy, like I would say, I mean, DraftKings is fairly new. You're going to put me on the spot here. I forget which year that that we came to be, but it's, it's within, I believe, I want to say it's the last 10 years. But don't quote me on that. I think it's at, at somewhere along those lines. And when you take a look at the business aspect of anything, right, whether it be DraftKings Sportsbook, whether it be DraftKings, the daily fantasy side of it, I think for us, the the biggest thing is, like we mentioned at the top, engagement. People want this idea of being able to compete and have an ability to have stake in the game, right? When you're watching sports, maybe it's just bragging rights when there's more on a game. It just makes it more entertaining. It's not to say that probably for the majority of your viewers and like myself, I watch a golf tournament not having anything on it. And it's a lot of fun just because I'm a golf junkie and I like to watch all the the specific mannerisms of a golfer being an avid golfer myself. But at the same time, when you look at just the engagement and also when you look at how DraftKings started with football, golf... And I've I've said this from the very beginning when I first started with DraftKings, where we didn't really have a a large contingency of golf-related content. I said, man, golf is probably the closest to football when you talk about the interaction with it, right? The, The cadence of how someone builds a fantasy football lineup, whether it be on DraftKings or in their season long, it's so similar to golf because it's week to week. Baseball, basketball, some other sports that we have. It's more day to day. Right. And and so with golf, I said, hey, this is something that we should really focus on, because a lot of the players that play football, maybe by week 12 in their season long, they're they're already out of it or week 10. i when we see Yeah. And that's when we see a huge engagement. Like, and this is sans COVID time, right, where we had a sort of normal sports schedule. This is when we saw a lot of engagement increase with golf. And I, and I said, hey, look, there's a ton of people. And if you look at the demographics of people who are playing fantasy football, it is very similar to those who are playing fantasy golf. You see with Golf Channel, where there'd be viewership, their biggest jump in demographic was the 18 to 35s. The correlation, there's no exact data out there. And a lot of engagement in those tournaments, it was increased Thursday, Friday. Well, why are people watching on Thursday and Friday when, right, the tournament really is won and lost on Sunday, unless you shoot nine over on Thursday, you're out of tournament. It's because that people are watching their players, seeing if they're going to make the cut. So now not only do you have that feeling of what you have in the fourth quarter NFL on Sunday for golf, you also have it on Friday evening when you want to see your guys make the cut. Because if your golfers miss the cut in your lineup, those guys aren't gaining any points come Saturday, Sunday, right? So there's been a big push with golf. Clearly, I'm excited about it because that's for me, that's my sport. And the sky's the limit with the partnerships that we have with the PGA Tour in terms of what we're doing on that front. It's just been fantastic. I it's like you're reading my mind here, reading. You're, you're stealing all my <laughs> questions, man, before I even
1: ask them. And I was I was going to ask you about that uptick on the Thursday and Friday, and I've had Keith Pelly, who's the CEO yeah. of the European Tour on, and they've struggled and talked about it. How do we make it more entertaining and engaging on the Thursdays and Fridays for viewership, not just on course, but especially on television across all platforms? And they have struggled with that. So you just answered exactly what I was going to ask you as far as how do you then align the offering with contemporary lifestyles and what people right. love to do and well you just answer that so you don't need to answer it again well, so colin
0: one, one thing too sorry to sorry to cut you off but yeah. another thing too that goes hand in hand is how do we increase viewership right and the technology right now in terms of how golf is televised And you'll see it if, like me, like I'm on golf Twitter more than, probably more than I should be, but there's always a backlash of not seeing a tournament until three o'clock on television, right? And at that point, Thursday, Friday, it's sometimes that your golfers have probably finished. And so it's like, what are you watching, right? And with PGA Tour Live, they're trying to do a a lot of different things, is how do you capture golf on TV without spending a ton of money in infrastructure and technology? Technology because the logistics of how you film for golf on a golf tournament, you're talking about acres and acres and acres of land. It's just not feasible, right? So, going hand in hand is how do you increase engagement Thursday, Friday, where there has to be a push on how golf is being consumed, especially with the Masters? And we'll see it. We'll see the Masters coverage. It's always been top notch. And what the Masters has done, whether it be with their app or whether it be with their coverage, is they've always listened to the feedback. From the, the consensus of consumers of golf and the people who really digest the content and said, we're going to do our best to make sure that you can see every shot. When I was at Sawgrass for the players back in March, they were pushing their technology so that you could see every single shot from every player, whether it be live or whether you would click on that player and you could see that shot. And then COVID happened, right? And so they had to shut the operation down. But now the Masters, they're introducing that app to where you can have your favorite golfers and follow them and see every shot. That is going to increase viewership and the ability to engage. When we talk about monetizing that, there are a lot of opportunities with that. And that's where golf needs to progress, is how do we get golf when the tournament is being played? How do we get that on TV sooner rather than later?
1: Yeah, and I've had other conversations with people with PGA Tour Labs and what they're doing with virtual reality, mixed reality, augmented reality, and all these things converging yeah. with big data, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all these things are converging. Everything's not quite there yet. It's not quite coalesced, but it's pretty darn exciting because I think golf, as you touched on, is built for this. Just the traditional pace and rhythm of it, especially on the Thursday and Friday, I'm a huge golf fan like you, and I can't watch. I don't know the time, and also, to be honest, I think also my ADHD is probably too much. I, just, I just <laughs> Can't right, I, I like all those right. heightened moments, but when you got some skin in the game, like you're talking mm-hmm. about, and also the way that it is then covered, the engagement level just goes through the roof. So, let, let's stick with for a moment with the Masters. You touched on that a little bit, let's yeah. expand on that. That read, so what is DraftKings doing coming up as far as contests and other things that people can. We'll keep everything in the show notes, of course, so all the links will be there. We'll talk about that at the end of the show of how they can uh, connect with you with DraftKings. Tell us what DraftKings is up to for the 2020 Masters.
0: The first and foremost, like I mentioned at the top, is there's that $1 million contest the pricing for the golfers right this is sort of the reveal it's like remember when we watched those movies of maybe you're an 80s baby like me and you you watched the Saved by the Bells or these movies where you would see like the cast in high school for like the musical you have to see if your name is there that's always the reveal right is that we want to see when the pricing is out for these golfers so we can start talking about it and building lineups and so the pricing for the Masters and this is different than every other tournament is that the pricing for the Masters is already out and usually for golf tournaments the pricing right and when i say pricing it's the salary for those specific golfers right that's usually done the monday of that tournament week but for these majors because we know it's such a popular time and the masters specifically you talk to any sports fan they know about the masters it's not like this golf small subset of fans this is a big deal no the masters is a big deal we know especially with tiger woods winning it last year Everyone wants is clamoring for this. And so when April, when it's usually done, it's the sign of the season's changing. Golf is really ramping up. It's the first major of the season. Now we have the major in November, and so we wanted to make sure that we did that first and foremost. And there's going to be contests. You don't have to enter in the million dollar contest. There's other contests that you can enter, whether it be five dollar entry fee, a three dollar entry fee, to get into having a stake in the game and watching the Masters with something on it. But in terms of content for that week, for me specifically, it's doing the articles that I do every week for the PGA Tour for DraftKings on seeing which golfers that I like, DraftKings Sportsbook as well, which bets that. I think could do well were some favorites, some long shots values, because it's trying to control the mind space of golf and analytics and fantasy golf, because we know that the majors, the same with the Super Bowl, the same with the NBA championship, NHL, the Stanley Cup. It's a big deal. But this specifically, right, is in the middle of the season. There's no other sport that has the pinnacle of its season or one of the pinnacles of the season right snap in the middle where you can get that engagement and you see an increase of it. So there's going to be content from our digital team starting Monday all the way through Friday, Saturday to where the coverage is going to be wall to wall on who's doing well, who's not. And where do we go from there?
1: All right. Well, this episode is dropping on the Monday as you talked to one of the masters. So after people listen to this, they can jump right on and we're going to leave. Like I said, we're going to talk at the end of the show where they can find you all good things related to DraftKings. So yeah, they can hop right on and giddy up and get going, which I will do also. So hey, I wanted to ask you this. With betting, that's like a lot of mm-hmm. other things and vices, there are tons of fun, but there always is that small portion of our population that struggles with addiction. And I, I've seen that DraftKings has addressed this head on as far as your your social impact and responsibility piece. So you can talk a bit about that as I'm sure you're able to see from the analytics there of, of the people that may have a problem and it's not a good thing. So what do you do yeah. as working towards and being a, a responsible business citizen, what you do with DraftKings for people that struggle?
0: Yeah. So on any content piece that we do, we're always saying like, if you have a problem with gambling, please reach out to this hotline that we have. We work closely to make sure that there are avenues and it's not just about getting you on the platform and saying, hey, look, this is our only job to get you on playing, yada, yada, yada. So it's a big thing for me specifically as well. The one thing that I always stress, whether I'm on a podcast or whether it's talking uh, on a radio show, is that you have to be within your parameters of what you feel comfortable betting and what you want to do. If sports betting is something that scares you, it worries you in terms of it being a slippery slope, then by all means, I'll be the first person to say, we need to address that first in terms of why that's the case. And if it's not comfortable for you, then don't do it. So from a DraftKings perspective, in terms of the business side, is working with those companies that allow you the ability to talk to someone. And then for me personally, talking about golf, talking about fantasy sports, talking about sports betting, but also being, like you mentioned, Colin, a responsible citizen is saying that, hey, look, you have to be within your means. It's like anything that we talk about in moderation you're trying to lose weight, you want to make sure you're eating stuff in moderation. If you want to get into fantasy sports or sports betting, it has to be in moderation. You never want to go outside of your means. And if that's the case, then you shouldn't be doing it. This is not something that... For me personally, well, because it's my job, I care deeply about it and I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing, but it also needs to be fun. It is entertainment. It needs to be fun, not to a point where you're feeling stressed out about something that's going to cost you more than the fun that it should provide to you. We want you to have fun. We want to make sure that if you want to have stake in the game, that's possible. But by all means, if it's not something that you feel safe doing, my advice is to not do it.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And I can tell that that's sincere, the way you put that out there. And people need to hear that. Hey, to segue from the word fun, you just use there to keep it fun. You do, you do so many things. You make me look like a complete slacker, like I'm asleep half the time, Read All the things you do, not only with DraftKings, but also with Daily Analysis and the PGA Tour, all the stuff you do here. I just want to ask you this. So what is it's going to be hard for you to decide what is what you consider the best part of your job or the thing that kind of lights you up the most that you consider the most fun is there one thing in particular you can say that falls in that category
0: the like the, I would say the the easy answer is when you're right right like when <laughs> like and it's cuz the thing is right Colin like we're trying to predict something that is highly unpredictable Right, when you talk about golf specifically, there's 153 golfers in a field. WGCs obviously are a lot less. You have so many different options to choose from And when you get something right because you're wrong a lot. Trust me. And in this industry, and I'll do a, little, a quick little tangent. When I get people reaching out to me, whether it be on social media, saying, how do I get into this industry? My first question is, how do you deal with rejection? Because if you don't deal with rejection well, then you're not cut out for this industry. Because you will get either from other people or from just your analysis, everything can be right in terms of the process, but the outcome may be wrong. And so for me, it's the process of not just being right, because yes, that's the, like you were mentioning, the dopamine, it's the rush of predicting something and it being right. But also the process of trying to figure out this mystery golf and football specifically. So the two sports that I do are the two most variant sports when it comes to outcomes. You're playing with a little white ball with all of these variables out there, whether it be grass type, whether it be, oh, it hit this rake before the sand trap and it flew out of bounds or it hit the flag stick. And instead of it being an inch away for birdie, it's now 25 feet away, short-sighted himself. So it's an extremely variant sport. And when you're ensconced in, in like the process of trying to figure it out when... When all those things come together, whether it be at the US Open or at Augusta, that's a good feeling. But aside from that, my favorite is when I get an email or someone on Twitter DMing me and saying, I read your article or I heard you on this. I took your advice. And it worked out. And so I really, really appreciate what you're doing because a lot of the stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that I know you do, it's like a duck, right? You see it above the surface, everything is calm, but you're churning out content every single day and every single minute. And it's a lot of work. It is a ton of work. And when someone says to you, man, I really appreciate what you're doing. And it could be some random person that I never met that's fulfilling because that's what I want to do is I want to make sure that someone who maybe doesn't have the time or just loves consuming golf content, football content, that I'm providing something out there for them for that five, 10 minutes, whether it be about the Masters or about which running back to play this week in the NFL. I want to make sure that I'm providing that bit of happiness. And that's always my favorite part is when I get to communicate, interact with the people that follow me or who don't. There's a positive interaction from that. Those are always the best times.
1: Nice. That's how you get your dopamine drip yeah, there. It sounds like as people share with you that uh, share a little bit of love and thank you for what you do. And hey, it's, it sounds like as far as getting things right. Well, the 538 can't get it right on election forecasts, right? Or nobody <laughs> seems to is like, you know what, you're doing okay, too. <laughs> yeah. And I think they have less variables, I would think as far as a presidential yeah. election forecast as you would uh. Uh, with the balls moving around in different directions. <laughs> so don't be too yeah. hard on yourself over there with DraftKings as far as getting yeah. it right all the time. Polling and those type of things are difficult to predict sometimes even though you got all the data right
0: yeah that is a industry and seeing those guys on these cable news stations that have to do that your hat goes off to them because trying to do the arithmetic the electoral college arithmetic and that's a whole nother podcast that we can definitely get into is is crazy I have an appreciation more now for what they do, because in a different way, in a different vertical, I'm entrenched in all of these different analytics and models and saying, well, this model says from a mathematical standpoint that Patrick Cantley, for instance, is a value. But I look at watching Patrick Cantlay for the last couple of tournaments. And I'm like, well, he's not making putts within five to 10 feet as a potential variable. So like, where do I go with? Do I trust the eyes or do I trust the polls? And do I trust the analytics? And that's always fun to try and see who's on which side. And then having appreciation and being empathetic to the guys that are doing it right now, because it is not easy.
1: Yeah, no, it, it is not. No. So I, got, I got a ton more questions I want to ask you, but I'm going to keep it there because of course you and I are now going to jump on a Zoom call and we're going to then have our conversation that will then upload to our Mod Golf YouTube channel. So we'll just keep it at that. So, hey, before we end here, Reed, why don't you share with our listeners is how they can learn more about what you're doing and also get connected to DraftKings and they can learn a little more and maybe they can reach out and tell you how much they love you. And maybe in, in return, you will not throw their golf ball into a canyon. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, just don't find me on a golf course because it's been a while since I've got on, on the link. So I'm, I'm itching right now. But on Twitter is Reed T. Fowler. So when I joined back in 2010, I didn't know anything about Twitter. So I just put my name. So there it is, at Reed T. Fowler. Yeah. So you can follow all the stuff that I do, whether it be for DraftKings, PGA Tour, Action Network, all of the partners that I work with, all of my work can be found there. And for DraftKings, yeah, go to DraftKings.com. There's an FAQ page if you want to just get an idea about how it goes. Our publication side, the articles that we write and breaking down to see how that is. It's DraftKings Nation. So DK Nation, it's a partnership with SB Nation. And that's our publication side. So if you want to read any of my articles, any of the guys that we have contributing, whether it be on football, basketball, baseball, we have an amazing team of writers. I'm jealous of some of the guys that write with us because I think they're way better than me. So definitely go and check that out. My last piece of advice is if you have questions, please reach out to me. This is something that I'm passionate about. I love the game of golf. Football is a second love, but golf is my first love. And I want to make sure that I'm doing my part to grow the game because it is a game that just keeps on giving and it can be played through all generations. And I want to do my part in making sure that we keep that going.
1: Nice, nice. Well, as I always do in the show notes for this show, and also on your bio page that we're going to create here for you with the gold podcast, read all the things that Reid just mentioned there, all the links, we will put that in there so you don't have to madly write them all down here and go back and listen to them because <laughs> Reed talks as fast as I do, which I love. In fact, that's how excited you are about what you do and how passionate. So for all of our listeners, all those links that Reed just mentioned will be there for you. So, why don't we end it there? So, Reed Fowler, DraftKings, PGA, Fantasy Sports, and Betting Analyst. Reed, this has been awesome. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for joining us. Nice, Colin. So, that's a wrap for this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with DraftKings, PGA, Fantasy Sports, and Betting Analyst, Reed Fowler. If you'd like to learn more about Reed and DraftKings, visit our episode show page where we've included website links and additional content. Speaking of additional content, I invite you to check out the bonus Zoom video interview Reed and I recorded that is posted on the Mod Golf YouTube channel. The video link is also on the episode show page. And please subscribe to our Mod Golf YouTube channel while you're there. If you leave a comment, I promise to respond. While the vast majority of people enjoy gambling without falling into addiction, the prevalence rate for people who veer into pathological gambling and potential life ruining consequences is about 2.2% in the US based on 2014 findings by the National Council on Problem Gambling. With the expansion of legal sports wagering in the US, a new cohort of citizens, however small, will get introduced to sports betting and struggle to find the line between entertainment and addiction. If you or someone you love struggle with their relationship with gambling, please reach out to Gamblers Anonymous. You can reach them at www.gamblersanonymous.org. We've also included the link to the Gambler's Anonymous website in our episode show notes. Please join me next time when my guest is Scott Moore, who is the lead golf product and innovation manager with Garmin International. I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software and British Columbia Golf, for helping make the Mod Golf podcast happen. Without their support, I wouldn't be able to bring you these engaging stories from golf's brightest innovators and influencers. We're also launching a bunch of fun product giveaways over the next couple of months, starting with some beautiful, high-performing Edison Wedges. To enter, simply sign up to our newsletter, follow us on either Twitter, Instagram, our LinkedIn page, or our YouTube channel, and reply stating, Enter me to win an Edison Wedge. If you enjoyed this conversation about entrepreneurship in the golf industry, you can find more compelling episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen in. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye for now.